right, welcome back everybody to Onside Picks Podcast. We're going to recap week two of the college football slate. Um, I got back in studio <laughs> with uh, my co-host, uh, Adam and Deshaun. I'll let them say what's up. What's up, it's Adam. As yeah, Deshaun. How's it going? Yeah, and we got uh, we had a pretty, I think it was a pretty eventful week. Uh, pretty exciting, a little shake up in our top 10. What'd you guys think about this past week of college football? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought there was another good weekend of, of decent games. Um, as an OU fan, as an alum, um, alumnus, uh, I was pretty excited to see OU with the big one on the road, but, uh, no, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It was a really, really nice slate of, of games over the weekend. One thing that I was, will say that kind of irritated me games were like, almost at the same time yeah so like, yeah kind of had to toggle back and forth yeah and, you know you really want i don't know why they that, didn't put some of those at 230 i mean exactly. or at least i don't know that's kind of weak i mean the, the other thing that was kind of frustrating about it is like all the good games were at the same time and they were all close so it's not like somebody was blowing somebody out and you could just eliminate that channel from your rotation but you kind of had to flip back and forth because like crucial moments of like several games are happening at the same time. So that, that was yeah. kind of frustrating, but um, yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was pretty good, but so just to let everybody know, we kind of changed it up last time when we go backwards in our top 10 from 10 to one, and we have quite a few ties this week. So we're going to move kind of fast through the back end of our top 10. Um, but we'll get to talk about a lot of teams, a lot of games. So we're going to get moving. So you guys don't have a, an hour long podcast. Um, so let's just start right out. Uh, number 10 this week, we got a tie in the back end, our first tie. Uh, we got two teams. Um, it's going to be Oklahoma State and Penn State. Um, we'll just pick uh, – let's go Penn State first. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Penn State. Penn State got a win over Pittsburgh team at home. Um, it was actually a little – I feel like it was a little closer um, than the score indicated. It kind of got blown open, blown open in the end. Um, but, uh, what do you guys think about, uh, Penn state this week? Um, I mean, I think they basically just handled business at home. I wasn't overly impressed and I actually don't think Pittsburgh is as tough as they were last year. I, I know, um, I think they're missing a couple people, uh, Pittsburgh, that there are key pieces that they had last year. And I've kind of just been paying attention to Pittsburgh just because I know Oklahoma state goes there next week. And, you know, I was just trying to kind of see how good Pittsburgh was going to be, but they weren't that impressive to me. And, you know, for Penn State to take care of business, I mean, it's good, but, I mean, just the score really didn't indicate, you know, total total absolute dominance like, you know, I thought Penn State might do. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It was, you know, they took care of business. At the Penn State, they were a little bit better last year than they are this year. Um, and you know, as we already talked about, that was it's kind of a rivalry game. They won last year, um, in Penn State. So, uh, or was that at home? I don't remember. Um, I think but, they went. They went there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good win last year. But you know, I think they they lost so much. They they kind of they're just not as good. Reluctant to put putting Penn State in my top ten personally, but just think they had. A, a solid win against 
And what, what conference is Pittsburgh in now? Are they still in the Big East? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, I think it's, right? They are Big East? Or they, is it ACC? It's not ACC. I don't know. Uh, we should probably, it's, it's still, we should probably it's still know a decent. Yeah, it's still a decent win, though. It's it's not a it's not yeah. two bad teams that they beat that Penn State beat. So that's why I give them kind of a nudge into the top ten, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's several teams. I like, will talk about this a little bit or in a little bit, but uh, I think there's a couple teams that like we really don't know uh, how good the teams are. So like we may look back at this at the end of the season and be like, oh well, Pitt actually was a pretty good team. Um, or, you know, we'll talk about it with Clemson and Auburn. Like we may look back at the, at the, uh, Clemson loss for Auburn and be like, ah, actually they were like the best team in the country and you only lost by eight. So maybe it is a, not a bad loss. So, um, that's kind of how I feel about this Penn state, this Penn state win over Pittsburgh. I really don't know how it'll shake out, but you know, like the other guy said, kind of took care of business. Um, so to be determined with Penn state, what about Oklahoma state guys? Kind of the same deal. I mean, uh, obviously, Oklahoma State playing South Alabama, uh, probably not as good as Pitt, or Pittsburgh, but um, they did what they had to do. I mean, they, uh, Oklahoma State's offense looks disgusting, especially their deepest wide receiver core in the United States, in my opinion. And uh, they just have, you know, it seems like a million wide receivers to throw at you, and they're stretching the field, making plays all over. Um, you know, Justice Hill is running the ball really well. Really well. Um, their offense is disgusting. It's going to come down to is their defense very good. But as far as this week and uh, the first week, they've dominated. I mean, it's just been the opponents the only thing, um, you know, kind of holding them back from being the the probably top five uh, in our rankings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. You know, to, uh, Oklahoma State, they, they just – they kind of just – been dominating both games. Like what I did like about how they played, there was a lot of question marks going into the season on how well their defense is going to be. Everybody already knew about their offense and at wide receiver depth, and it looks like they have a little bit of running back depth too. And in, in their um, the the King kid, JD King, who's uh, who's also seems to he, he, you know they seem to be pulling him along a little bit too, um, solidified maybe perhaps even in a um, an environment where they might do a split carry between him and Justice Hill. Um, their offense just looks sick, but then there was a lot of questions about their defense, as there always is. Um, but they got a lot of good ball rush, um, and, and so um, they did a lot of different sack packages. And their defensive line looked really strong against uh, Southern Alabama. It is Southern Alabama. Um, the reason why I put them in my top ten is because Tulsa. Tulsa's a good team. Last year, Tulsa won ten games. Um, Tulsa won on this past Saturday against Louisiana. Uh, they they put up sixty six points. Um, so the, you know it's a good team um, that they beat in Tulsa. Not not necessarily the caliber of of the Power Five schools, but perhaps in the BYU Pitt type conversation. And so I thought it was a strong win, and um, uh, when they beat them, and so I, I kind of give them the the go ahead there. Yeah, I mean, I I I didn't rank uh, Oklahoma State, but I mean, I agree with the guys. Like they. The, the only reason I didn't have him ranked is just because the people that they're playing, they're destroying them. They're absolutely like, it doesn't even look fair at all. Um, so, I mean, well, they'll get a better test uh, right next week guys. Cause they actually get to play that pit team that we just talked about. So right. uh, we'll get a little bit more on paper on film about Oklahoma state. And I'm pretty confident that they'll move up 
uh, in the rankings, but we'll see how it goes. So eight again, coming in at eight, we have another tie. Uh, that's going to be Virginia Tech and Georgia. Um, I'm just going to talk about Georgia first. I, I mean, they had a pretty pretty interesting win. They went up to Notre Dame and they beat Notre Dame this week. I, I don't know if you guys will remember. We talked a little bit about them last week with the win over Appalachia State at home. Um, so I don't know. How did you guys feel about that that win over Notre Dame? Um, I mean, I don't think that Notre Dame's probably that great, but it's one of those, hey, you won at Notre Dame and uh, you beat – Appalachian State, uh, I mean, a team that's, you know, not great, but I think you have to respect going on the road to Notre Dame uh, it, as a big win. It's a hostile environment. Side note, did you guys see the um, the post-game press conference where the coach was real mean to that yeah. reporter? I heard the audio of it. That's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it makes me not like him. It makes me want to just take him out of my top. Or, I mean, not – I don't know. It just makes me hate Notre Dame even more than I do. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have to respect the win. So uh, going 2-0 and having those as your your two wins, uh, two quality wins, I thought, you know, hey, probably put them in my top ten. Yeah, I mean, I like Georgia. Um, Georgia's a good team, obviously beating, um, you know, kind of a weak team in the Appalachian uh, state team, but I mean, I guess it's a solid uh, team in their their respective college double A or whatever it is. Um, and then Notre Dame, yeah, I mean, I like Nick Chubb. I, I think he's a really really good back. Um, at least in that first game, averaging six point four yards a carry, having two touchdowns. Um, and and then and you know in the Notre Dame game, doing well as well. So um, you know they're a good team. It, it's not a strong win, um, but. You know, I think it's it's good enough to to at least solidify their 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 current spot. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just the kind of the same thing that I feel like we kind of beat to death last week with like going Maryland going into Texas and winning. I feel like that says something to just go to a place that's you know going to be very hostile, has a big home crowd advantage, and you know getting the job done. Actually, but what's interesting is there was a ton. I don't know if you guys saw any video or anything. There were a ton of Georgia fans there. Like whenever they would do something, there was just a you could tell there was a ton of Georgia fans there. So that's maybe one of those like once in a lifetime type situations where a team is going to travel really well because they get to go to uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Um, but all right, let's move back. Let's move along to the next team. We got uh, like I said, we have Virginia Tech, and I think we discussed them briefly last week because uh, they got that that pretty exciting uh we'll see how good it is when over west virginia and then they kind of maintain they didn't have a big letdown they they played delaware they beat them 27 to nothing so uh we've got them still in that top 10 what do you guys think yeah i mean nothing crazy on this one basically i'll give you the the short and dirty on this one is just because they shut them out they shut out delaware i think um you know, one shutout and then a really quality win at a neutral on a neutral field against West Virginia uh, is going to get you probably on the fringe. I ranked them at number six this week um, compared to what everybody else has done. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch the Delaware game, but to completely shut them out and dominate uh, dominate them, I think Virginia uh, or Virginia Tech uh, should be right where they are. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, they shut out. 
set out a weak team, I think. But, um, you know, I, I put them in the top, you know, because of that win against uh, West Virginia. I actually think West Virginia is a really good team still. Um, and I think that they'll they'll make a little bit of noise in the Big 12, maybe, maybe finish at least in the top half uh, this year. So, you know, beating um, a rival – um, which I think is important because there's a lot of pa- there's a lot of uh, emotions that go into those kind of games, um, and beating um, uh, you know that type of power five team, who I project who finish in the top five on a neutral side, you know it's probably one of the better uh, wins of the college football season. So yeah, I, I, I like them. That this week they just kind of held serve, and 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 we'll see how they go and go for, going forward into the SEC ACC. Yeah, that's one of those pretty tough conferences. So just like Deshaun said, kind of kind of see how it goes. So let's go on to our first team that gets its own spot all by itself. We have uh, TCU Horn Frogs coming in, making their debut on the top ten here. Uh, they come in at uh, number seven. Uh, they had the pretty big win, at least for the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah. Big win. Um, I mean, and for TCU as well. They went over to Arkansas and uh, and and got the win there. Um, but their their first game was a, a win over Jackson State. I mean, it was a shutout, sixty three to nothing. Um, how do you guys feel about TCU and maybe more specifically their performance this weekend? I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of this game actually, so um, I'm gonna have to defer to Deshaun. But I mean, to be able to beat a major. Arkansas is always one of those teams. I know I always say it, like Texas A&M or, you know, any of these other teams that their fan bases have unrealistic expectations of how good their team should be. That's the epitome of Arkansas. Um, So I really don't know how good Arkansas is. But, I mean, the fact that they did pretty much dominate them 28 to, was it, 7? I mean, that says a lot. Was it? It was at Arkansas, too. So um, that's pretty impressive to me. Um, mainly because a lot, I don't think, well, I don't know. Uh, I would I would like to see who was favored in that matchup to begin with. But um, I think a lot of people probably expected Arkansas probably to beat TCU. But um, the fact that the Big 12 really needed that win and got it is important. So. Um, I think it's a pretty impressive win. Yeah, I thought it was a really good win. I mean, it was kind of a payback victory. Um, last year, they played uh, – so they did another home-and-home, home, just like what – Right. Uh, and, and they won in uh, double overtime – Arkansas won double overtime when they went to TCU. And so, you know, I think TCU was playing a little bit with their chip on their shoulder uh, this time, and they came in just handled business. I mean, you win by three touchdowns. You know, that's that that's impressive to me. I mean, I know that Arkansas is kind of a middle, you know, to Adam's point, a middle tier SEC team. Last year they went seven and six, three and five in SEC, but um, it's still it's still a solid win against a team where you know their fans are coming out and hostile environment to play in. So Arkansas is not is is they're no uh, they're you know they're, so I, I thought I thought it was a great win on the road um, for the TCU team and, and those are hard to come by especially in power five and especially in the in the, you know talking about middle to high tier SEC team yeah and I mean the thing that I, I think and that I've heard mentioned more um, as far as like it being a quality win for the team and also the conference is just the nature in which they won so I got to watch a, like a little bit of this game and 
they were every bit as I think of Arkansas as a big, strong team with pretty strong running backs and, and definitely a strong O line. Um, and they were every bit as strong. They were just as fast. Uh, so I mean, I think that's something to look forward to. Maybe a dark horse team that people aren't thinking about in the Big Twelve that could jump up and get somebody. So um, the- I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think Gary Patterson is one of the most underrated coaches, especially in the Big Twelve, um, let alone the country. I think he's a defensive mastermind. Yeah, agree. Definitely agree with that. So we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with the. Uh, with TCU this year. It'd be an interesting team to watch. Kind of like Adam said, kind of watching uh, Auburn in the SEC this year will be kind of fun. I, well, I don't know how you guys feel about that now, but um, watching watching TCU should be fun in the Big 12. Uh, well, we get to talk about Auburn right now because we're going to talk about Clemson, who uh, got you know, a pretty marquee win this, this week over uh, the Auburn Tigers. And this was another one of those home-and-homes like Deshaun was talking about. Coming in at number six, what did you guys think about what you saw from uh, Clemson this weekend? I thought my number one take – well, I had two takeaways. My first takeaway was their quarterback really is going to be good. I think he's – I mean, obviously he's not uh, Deshaun Watson, but he's going to be really, really good, and they look really similar, like just – looking at him on the field, run the ball and, you know, scramble and stuff like that. It looks like Deshaun Watson to me. The the second thing that, that like comes out of me is like, man, Brent Venables is a beast. Like he's a sick, sick defensive coordinator. Um, I thought that, you know, Auburn was going to be able to move the ball up and down the field on Clemson, but they really weren't. I think that Auburn was confused on offense and, you know, that might be, you know, that I don't know. The quarterback's new at Auburn, um, so maybe he doesn't really know everything what to do. But I was just really impressed with Clemson's defense. Yeah, I, I, honestly, man, this this felt more like an an SEC game than than uh than than an ACC versus SEC. Clemson is a physical team, man. I didn't realize they played that physical, um, but they kind of got after it. I mean, you would think Auburn had a chance. Auburn was uh, driving uh, and they would just hit him in the mouth. They would, they would, you know, sack him for 10 yards. They would, you know, hit, hit the ball in the air. They would push around their offensive line a lot. So I, I really like this Clemson team. I, I thought it was a really solid win against what I thought. Actually, I, I mean, it was a close game the entire way. It's, it's, you know, at any point I thought Auburn had a chance. You know, I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to see out of Clemson going forward or even Auburn for that matter, but this was a really good win. I, th- I thought it was a solid performance um, against a team that I thought they probably would get pushed around a little bit more, but but they held their own. Yeah, that's what, uh, kind of how I alluded to earlier. This is one of those things where I just have to see what Auburn ends up doing uh, throughout the year because it could be one of those things where and, – and, and Clemson for that matter – where you could say, like, actually this was a pretty good game, so it may not even end up being a really bad loss for Auburn. They make – come back from this and do really well it just may be that clemson is that good so we'll we'll, we'll have to see about that uh, use the uh, wait and see approach yeah yeah use the old wait and see approach i mean i'm looking at the stats actually of that game and like the sacks if you count the sacks like auburn had 42 rushes for 38 yards <laughs> that's that's very impressive by clemson right that's uh, that's crazy and i don't know man 
Clemson has defensive ends and defensive tackles like coming out of the woodwork. Like, I don't know where these dudes are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely see. Do they have any? Uh, oh, they do have a key matchup coming up, and we can talk about it right now because uh, coming in at number four for us, we have another tie. We got Louisville and Southern Cal, but why don't we just talk about Louisville because that's a good transition right now. So uh, Louisville had – I actually think I, – I appreciate Louisville's wins right now. Uh, they, they went on the road twice. Um, they beat Purdue the first week, and then they beat uh, UNC this past week. And if anybody hasn't watched the highlights or get to watch the game, uh, Lamar Jackson is just balling last week. Yeah, he's going, um, he's going off. The only thing yeah. to me to keep them – I ranked Clint, or Louisville the – highest i or i guess it's the lowest i ranked them at seven and I, you guys ranked them at four and three right yeah. so the only thing that's really keeping them from really i don't know shooting up my my rankings is their margin of victory isn't really high in either one even though you know they did go on the road twice but their margin of victory is like seven points each time well no i take that back they won't they beat UNC by 12. So, I mean, I don't know. I, how good is North Carolina? I'm, I'm not sure. but Right. This, this is what I like about them. I, weren't both games played on the road? I mean, you're talking about yeah. two. You're playing two uh, Power 5 schools on the road. And you that's, that's, that's true. And, and then the other part of me is, is, is it a one-man show where they just don't know how to stop that one person? Like he's the most important player. I mean, I was I drove the Lamar Jackson train like last year, but I don't know. And then the other thing, I, I guess part of me just remembers that at the end of the year last year, Lamar Jackson like laid some turds. Like he had some terrible games. So um, I yeah. don't know. And I think that that's what's eventually gonna like not make him win the Heisman again too. A people don't want to give the Heisman to somebody who's already won it like back to back, like since Archie Griffin. And then two, I think in the back of the people's or voters' heads is gonna be like, man, he had some bad games at the end of last year that like made people think twice. Well it's not gonna be back to back though, is it? Yeah, he won yeah. it last year. Yeah. Oh he won it last year. I thought he won it the year before. Okay. Um yeah. I don't know, man. This dude is a sick. He had QBR ninety five point five, and no, game. he's, he's disgusting. He ran for a hundred and something and threw for three hundred. Like that's disgusting. But <laughs> and the other thing too is like, man. Okay, so I didn't get to watch this game in its entirety. They said that his passing looks like way better than last year. Yeah, I, I don't. I the, every highlight I've seen looks like to me he still throws like Uncle Rico or like uh, Vince Young, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 they, well, they I say he's like they say his balance is a lot better. His like release is quicker. Uh, I, I mean, it's it, from people who know. They say he spent a lot of time on that stuff. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a quarterback. Coach, <laughs> he's, so. he's he's real accurate, like dropping it in the bucket. Well, he was. Like, I think he was actually always decently accurate. No, yeah. to me, like he hit people like on slants and stuff but like i don't know he he always scrambles to scramble he doesn't scramble to or he scrambles to run he doesn't scramble to throw yeah ever. yeah but like he's not like russell wilson yeah, he's or anything like that all right but if you so take this matchup last year he was the better quarterback out of him and deshaun watson but he was more accurate 
than Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You gotta watch the. You gotta watch the game last year. He was Deshaun Watson would miss people by like twenty yards. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I. So the point is. I a point that I wanted to make about this upcoming matchup, which will be like this will be the separator right here. We'll see how good Louisville is because they got to play Clemson. Uh, but so I, I would be I, originally I would just want to write Louisville off and be like, yeah, one man can't beat that Clemson team that I just watched. Um, I don't know that it's a one man show, but I think that they've had they have that Baker Mayfield. Uh, Oklahoma taste in their mouth from last year because you remember how close that game was last year and they lost it like basically at the last second yeah. um, didn't get in the end zone I, I think that this game could be really really good this week this coming week I think they've had that motivation they've got to sit there and think about it for a year um, I don't know I'm excited about this one no, I agree. I mean, I, this is going to be a get-back game. They almost won. They won it by the they, – they lost by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, uh, one would say. And so this is – just to Matt's point, this might be a little bit, you know, they, something they've been thinking about the whole time. Like, they they missed out on an opportunity. I argue that that's why um, Jackson came back, unless uh, unless he was a sophomore last year. And then he probably had to. But anyway, you get the point, right? Uh, <laughs> No, well, you get the point though. Like he's 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 you know salivating for this game. Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah. They're playing at home. They're used to they've they know they know Clemson. Like they've watched them. They played them a bunch. So, I mean, I I just like the matchup. It could end up being a blowout. Who knows? But I really like the I like the matchup this coming week. What time is that game? Is the night game or where's uh, game day this week? Uh, I'm not sure. So this is the 8 p.m. ABC game. It's Clemson Louisville. Okay. Yeah, that's the late game. It might yeah, be where so game day is. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. I, I can worry about that. <laughs> I was gonna say I could tell you where game day is not. It's not at uh, USC Texas. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not gonna be there. I, I was gonna say I, I worry about their defense though. That's the only thing about Louisville that kind of makes me nervous. Man, I, I don't know. The last time I remember watching Louisville Louisville defense was against uh, Florida State last year when they blew them out. I was shocked how good their defense looked. Like they have really good athletes on defense. I don't know if they're still there, but um, yeah. remember that game last year? They just absolutely dismantled Florida State, and I was I don't know. I was shocked. Yeah. No. I, I Louisville's defense to me reminds me of like you know like Syracuse basketball, where it's just like a bunch of guys that look the same. Like everybody is like a, a DB slash linebacker, yeah, just like uh, hybrids, yeah. Uh, which I don't know. They all look like they're you know, just good football players. That's <laughs> they it. all just look like Jabril Peppers or something. Yeah, I mean, that's what really what it looked like to me. I mean, probably if I actually had to stand next to one of their D linemen, I'd be like, oh, it's big dude. But uh, I don't know. I like I said, really excited about this game. Anything else you guys want to cap off on the uh, Louisville Clemson? thing no no i mean i'm just i'm excited to watch it too um it's the eight o'clock game on saturday i need to get a schedule for this week (laughs) i need to get a schedule yeah i mean i i don't think unlike this past week i don't think there's going to be a whole lot in that late game slot that is going to take away from that game Um, yeah but but we'll see. I mean, the the nice thing about this coming week is you got some early games that you can actually kind of stagger what you're watching. Um, but we'll talk about that probably here in a little bit. So let's just uh, knock out our top three. So 
Uh, coming in at number three this week is Michigan. Um, kind of hanging out up there at the top. Um, really, I think coming in off the strength of that win over Florida at the neutral site on the first week because it, I had I was in the car on the way to a wedding, but I listened to the broadcast of this Cincinnati game, and it just did not sound very impressive. Um, mm. Cincinnati was kind of hanging around a little bit. Um, I don't know if anybody got to watch that, but I'll let you guys kind of kind of take that one. I watched it briefly, and to me, I was not crazy impressed. I don't know if it was just kind of the letdown um, that Michigan was having after their really good win against Florida. I'm I'm not sure, but I was not impressed at all. I mean, the crowd just kind of just went dead after it's just slow slow paced and you know Cincinnati was moving the ball on them and I don't know just overall I wasn't that impressed with Michigan so I mean I don't like I said maybe it was just they were sleepwalking after the big game against Florida I don't know but um I think I had them at two last week and I moved them down a spot just because I didn't know what to think about that game so um maybe we're gonna have to wait until they really get into Big Ten play to to see what they're about well, here's why I put them. I ranked them so high. It's not – look, I, I agree with both of you. They do not pass the eye test. Michigan, I think, will definitely not win the Big Ten. But that's I what's think. confusing is the first week they did pass the eye test. They looked sick the first week. I, I, here's what I th- – I think that – I think Florida collapsed. I think Florida lost that game more than Michigan won it um, because they were in it all the way up until this that one – like certain that period of time where Florida's – Florida just kind of fell apart, I thought. They just kind of ran away with the victory. Um, and then against Cincinnati, the Cincinnati was just in that game, like a, the majority of the game. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they passed the eye test. I, but, but with that being said, they beat two teams you know, that are decent teams. Uh, you know, one, you know, Florida on the road, or at least in a neutral site. That's, that's, that's a, that was a really good win. Um, it was it was completely away from you know um, their stomping ground, and then Cincinnati, which is a solid team. That's like in that you know, like I said, that BYU area of teams. You forgetting where Cincinnati, what conference they're in too. It's one of those one of those teams you don't know. Keeps shifting around. Yeah. At least big part of the Big East shift. But anyway, you get the point. Like it's two solid teams. You you have to give it up to Michigan for taking care of business based on who they beat. Yeah, I mean, I would say that. I, I was, I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but I was really impressed by Michigan's defense the first week. Um, not as much this week. I mean, they still put up really good numbers. I mean, the opposing quarterback for Cincinnati was 15 of 40. So he threw it 40 times, only completed 15. Um, they didn't even give up 100 yards on the ground. So, I mean, they they actually did a lot better than it sounded but as you like as Deshaun mentioned as you like watch or listen to the game you just didn't feel comfortable that that Michigan was dominating the game the way that you would probably like to see your number two number three team do so uh, again Big Ten I, I mean I maybe I'll stop here and I'll just pose a question to you guys after the after the this past week how do you feel about the Big Ten or do you have a strong sense of who is clearly the best team in the Big Ten I don't at all. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it here in a second, but after the OU-Ohio State um, game and then Michigan, that game with Cincinnati, I don't know 
if they're, you know, contenders or pretenders, or I don't know who is. I mean, it could be somebody like Michigan State comes out of nowhere and wins it this year. Um, I have no idea. Another game that uh, usually you can get Iowa. Iowa will look really good, but then if you guys watch Iowa versus Iowa State this weekend, Iowa State could have won that, should have won that game. So I have no idea what to think of the Big Ten right now. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. Um, Wisconsin looks kind of lethargic, but they've been playing kind of weaker competition too, so maybe they're not motivated. Um, we already talked about Penn State. They have a chance to probably do make some noise, but, man, that Big Ten is wide open this year, man. It's so hard to know. Um, you know, and we'll, you know, Adam talked about Ohio State. We'll talk about that game in a second, but, man, that – Offense it looks so bad to me. It looks so so bad. So I I don't know, man. I, I you know if someone forced me to pick, I probably would. I probably just by default pick Ohio State just because I saw what they did um, after losing early um, when they lost early to Virginia Tech and came back and won a champ- championship. So I probably would pick them. But man, it, it's wide open in that conference. Yeah, I like I said. Well, let's just go ahead and talk about it then. Uh, we have a tie for we have a tie for number one this this week. Um, I think it's the first time we've ever had a tie at one. Um, but we have Alabama and Oklahoma. And since we've already started talking about that Ohio State game, let's just talk about Oklahoma. Went up there to Columbus, uh, beat Ohio State, um, and then I mean their first week they beat UTEP. Kind of one of those things where they handle business as usual. Um, what do you guys think about this uh, performance from Oklahoma and how they shot up from not being ranked on the at all to being ranked tied for number one? Uh, obviously, I think it's an awesome win. As like I said, as an OU fan, um, I I'll be honest, I didn't think that OU was going to win that game uh, going into it. I was really nervous about it. I didn't want to get blown out. I was really, um, you know happy to see that that didn't happen and see that, you know, OU's defense played really well, even though um, they're young on defense and they're young in a lot of positions at wide receiver and um, pretty much everywhere except quarterback. So I thought it was really good to to see them play well on both sides of the ball. I mean, I was watching with some friends who weren't OU fans and they kind of pointed out that the game really shouldn't have been even as close as it was. I mean, OU turned the ball over two or three times in the first half and, you know, kind of shot themselves in the foot. And then on the other side of the ball, Ohio State really wasn't like, – like Deshaun said, they their offense was not good. Um, they weren't running the ball with J.K. Dobbins, who every time they gave the ball to J.K. Dobbins, he could get five to six yards. But anyway – their offense looked terrible, and I don't know how much of that is OU playing them really well or Ohio State just, you know, not playing well. I, I, I don't know. But either way, it was a really hostile environment. I thought it was a really, really good win for OU. No, I agree. Uh, second that, a third that. It's great win, man. You're talking about playing number two team on the road in a, in a game that, man, they literally just handed it to them last year. It was It was just ridiculous. And, you know, after, you know, Ohio State did what they did by singing the fight song, you you, you keep that in your mind and you just, you're ready, you come ready to play. Um, everyone picked Ohio State, everyone. I mean, I can't, 
I can't think of anyone that picked OU, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't um, either. So, That's what kind of made me nervous. Like, man, do they know something I don't know? But Yeah, but I mean, after seeing Ohio State, I to Adam's point, I really wonder if it was a factor of OU just handled them or if Ohio State's really that bad. <coughs> I, so I, I, I feel like – I don't know. I, I kind of looked into it after the game. And, okay, so Ohio State gets Kevin Wilson, right? who, as their new offensive coordinator, used to coach Indiana. But they're still running Urban Meyer's offense. What I've heard is Urban Meyer's not really wanting to, like, take his hands off of the offense. He wants to – he wanted to hire Kevin Wilson to run his offense. And Kevin Wilson, obviously, when he used to coach at OU with DeMarco and Sam Bradford and Jermaine Gresham and all these guys – that was one of the most prolific offenses ever put on a college football field. So he wants to run that kind of offense, spread you out, uh, but still run the ball where um, Urban Meyer kind of has his niche uh, Utah offense that he used to run with Alex Smith back in the day. So I don't know. I think that they're having kind of a power struggle right now at Ohio State, and they don't really have an identity. Um so, it, and the other thing is people are saying, well, should they bench JT Barrett? So, I mean, there's just a lot going on, and it's kind of dysfunctional right now. But I, I mean, yeah. this is what I – I was just going to say. I, I mean, I, I agree with that, and maybe that's the function of why they're kind of anemic um, offensively. Team, Even if you watch the Ohio State-Indiana game, it was – the Indiana was beating them 14-13 at halftime. And then Ohio State woke up and, re- and realized – that they can really run the ball. And that's why the game uh, was busted wide open. Right. But before that happened, and they couldn't do anything. And all you need, I feel like all you need to do is learn how to put seven, eight in the box against Ohio State, and you'll win. Beat you with the arm, and you'll win. And if people realize that, I just want to see how – I want to see their next game. And, and if – and if I was going to see if, if, that, if their next game, if, if realizes that weakness – and, and, or or see how Ohio State adjusts, realizing their weakness and, and adjust to that. Make make what adjustments they can make to kind of climb out of that. Here, here's what I would say. Uh, you guys brought up some really good points. Uh, so what I wanted to say is that I think like, – I wouldn't panic if I was Ohio, Ohio State. I don't think you need to bench J.T. Barrett. So two things at the beginning. I think that probably what this showed you is that 2016 – OU versus Ohio State was an uncharacteristically bad Oklahoma team. Like, uh, not Oklahoma team, Oklahoma team, Oklahoma game. So I think that the opening of the season last year was uncharacteristically bad, and I can't explain it. They lost to Houston. They lost to Ohio State. This probably was an uncharacteristically bad showing for Ohio State. Um, It was like a mix of OU kind of played really well, and Ohio State did not play well. I don't know if it's such like a fundamental problems with their team. Uh, And then this last thing that I want to say is that it was a reflection of the, the play calling of Oklahoma really exposed like some of the weaknesses of Ohio state. So like it was a perfect mix of, you know, they're mixing the ball around, they're passing it to a whole bunch of different players. And there was not something that, that Ohio state could just hone in on because I think Ohio state's defense is, is actually pretty good. And I think that they're well-equipped to play in the Big Ten. So 
that's yeah, what you that's what you saw when you had to play in Indiana who likes to spread out and throw it a little bit you could see some of their weaknesses but I think that they will probably be fine against the the Wisconsin's the, yeah. they'll probably match up really well against Michigan um, they might have problems with with Penn State because Penn State does like to throw it a little bit but. I was gonna say I'll agree with that just because Indiana gave them problems just like OU did, and it's because their secondary is really young. They talked about that, um, you know, going into this Oklahoma game, is if there's one weakness that Ohio State has, it's in their secondary because they lost so many to the to the NFL. The other thing that you said is it's uncharacteristic. They're having – Ohio State is having an uncharacteristically bad start of the year, and I agree with that too because – when usually Ohio State or Urban Meyer coach teams lose games that they really have no reason to lose. Like, I always remember Ohio State showing up for really big games, except, like, when they played Alabama in the, the Final Four. I think they lost, what was it, last year or the year before. Um, but usually Urban Meyer teams, like, come really prepared. And this one I was shocked that it seemed like, you know, Urban Meyer got outcoached by a rookie head coach. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's – I think regardless, you know, OU still, you know, they, they handled they handled business. They did what they needed to do. You know, they, they won that game. They earned the right to um, to feel really confident going into the Big 12. And man, I I don't see how anyone could not rank them number one, um, just based on what Alabama, Alabama's win versus OU's win was much stronger. I think, you know, I you know I I would be I'd be very very hesitant to say who who would be better out of those two. Yeah, I mean, which is actually a really good transition, so we can talk about um, our our other number one team uh, this week, and it was. I mean, it's actually – it was really close for me. I voted Alabama 1 and Oklahoma 2, but it was really splitting hairs. I had to just really sit down and think about and remember what the uh, what the first week felt like. And I just remember that watching that game against FSU, that it was never in doubt um, versus – well, I mean, I guess it was kind of in doubt. I don't know. It's splitting hairs. They had the win over Florida State. They also beat up on Fresno State this weekend at home. So I'm not being very articulate about why I picked what I picked. So I'm going to let the other guys talk about it. I picked Alabama number one just because I think – and I still feel this way. I think Florida State is, is a better team than Ohio State is. I mean, I guess the difference is Alabama played – <clears throat> Alabama played Florida State on a neutral field versus Oklahoma going to a really hostile environment. I still feel that we don't know what Ohio State is, and I still think that Florida State's going to be in it toward the end of the year at winning the ACC championship. I mean, they're going to be right there with Clemson. So um, that's for that reason. I I put Alabama's win a little bit ahead of Oklahoma's. I mean, the, Alabama looked very, very dominant against a really good team in Florida State. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think that if you had to, you know, the only way that I, I could to rationalize me picking Ohio State is – or picking Oklahoma over Alabama is because you're talking about a neutral site victory versus a win at the horseshoe. To me, that's like a little bit more you have to – give them a little bit more edge. Their first games were kind of a wash. They didn't really play anyone of great consequence, but 
you go to that place. I mean, what is that like an eighty-five thousand uh, seat stadium of, of of Ohio State fans? You know, I mean, that's that's a hard place to win. They have over a hundred there. Oh well, see, there you go. Over yeah, like, hundred. Uh, like I, I thought it was a big house. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think see, it's, it's, it's even more so. Yeah, it's it's at, Ohio State, Michigan, and Tennessee. Yep. If you take away the idiotic lateral, quote unquote, lateral pass from from Baker, uh, and 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 then like another turnover, man, they had they will score fifty. If you add another quarter, they score fifty. Well, yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. I was thinking about that, and I guess one way to really separate a team is like if you say like, okay, if we added ten more minutes to the clock. Do you think the losing team has a better chance? And I, I don't think Ohio State had a better chance. If you had given them two more quarters, I don't think that they the way the game was going, they weren't going to win that game, no matter what. Um, but I also feel the same way about that Alabama and Florida State game, yeah. especially after Francois went down. Like there's no way. Yeah. So so I don't. I mean, I guess I'm fine with them being tied. And like, it, there's enough games in the season that'll that'll let it shake out. We don't have to pick. One right now. Who does who does Alabama play next week? Do you guys know? Uh, I just looked at it a second, ago, a second ago. I'm not sure. So it's one of those uh, so- soft non-conference games. Um, uh, yeah, they actually play Colorado State at home. Actually, Colorado State played Colorado. Well, no, Colorado beat them right at the beginning of the year. I yeah, think. Colorado State beat um, Oregon State. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, I don't think it's anything that's going to put them in jeopardy of of losing anything, but. Um, and then I mean, but Oklahoma doesn't really have a tough game either, so uh, we may see some of these teams slide down or slide up depending on on what the teams below them do. Uh, so, yeah. so speaking of that, anything you guys are looking forward to? I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about this Clemson Louisville game. Anything else you guys were uh, looking forward to, to for next week? I think that th- I, I think this next week is probably. Probably the worst week in college football. It's going to be probably the worst week in college football. Seriously, like the only game you wanted to see is that Miami Florida State game, but that's been postponed because of the hurricane. Yeah, and then Oklahoma State after that. Oklahoma State Pittsburgh will be interesting for those that like really care about you know how the teams stack up. I think that Oklahoma State Pittsburgh is probably a good one. I mean Tennessee Florida also an interesting game. Uh, especially for the east side of the SEC. Yeah, um, that's fine, I guess. Uh, Florida's <laughs> had a bye week, and I mean that might be all right. It, the Clemson Louisville game—that's the game. USC Texas—that's nothing. You don't want to see that anymore. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, it, it, the games that are not really interesting—a game that should not be interesting, but is Duke Baylor. U.S. Baylor could go zero and three. They could lose every game. Baylor could lose every game. They could lose every game this year. I would not honestly. I would be shocked if they if they won a game. They gotta play Kansas. Kansas. They gotta play Kansas. Uh, Kansas beat Texas last year. <laughs> this is, this is what happened. Right? That's what happened. So we have to consider that. Yeah, I mean, but actually, you gotta we should maybe start thinking about giving yeah. Duke a little love. Three and zero. Well, they they will be three and zero actually. As soon as they beat Baylor, but actually, I, actually, Kansas, Kansas. What? Who? They beat someone over the weekend. That was that was decent. Who was that? Dang it! If I can oh, bring so, this up, Kansas is two and zero. No. Uh. Well, hold on. No, I thought they got smoked the first week, but maybe not. Yeah, the first week I think they lost uh, and they won. 
But yeah, it, uh, while you look that up, to your point, I, yeah, it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest weekend. Uh, we have a few of the inter interconference interconference games where you got Kansas State versus Vanderbilt, uh, Texas USC. But these things didn't really look. They're not shaking out to be just great matchups with a ton of ton of implications. But I mean, this is also one of those situations where you can see uh, teams that we're talking about that were struggling you know, your Ohio States and stuff like that, try to try to get it back on track and see if they can get some things corrected. Um, so we've got to keep our eye on that kind of stuff too. Uh, did you find out who they're playing? No, no, never. Funny enough, when we were talking about there's not going to be any games on, I was thinking of uh, Canelo fights Triple G this weekend. So I know that a lot of eyeballs will probably be on that. Uh, that night, since there's not a really, really premier game. Uh, well, actually, the Clemson and Louisville, you said, was the, the night one. So I'm sure a lot of people watch that and then switch over to Canelo Triple G. Yeah, yeah. probably so. I, actually, Kansas lost to Central Michigan. I, I, they were winning, and and then they lost, so never mind. But, but yeah, I'm telling you, watch out for that Kansas-Baylor. You're going to – I'm just sad. I feel a little bad, but I know what they did. And they deserve to lose. Just leave it at that. They probably deserve to lose. In fact, they yeah, definitely. I mean, but, but, yeah, but not the not the freshmen, not the people that weren't there. I, I feel bad for them. Uh, uh, the freshmen could have got out of their scholarships. They they chose to continue to go. That's their fault, and it's not their fault. Hey, yeah, they should have went to somewhere else. And Baylor's always been known for cheating, even especially in basketball. That whole, you know, kind of cover up that murder thing. I forget. What is that? A Steve yeah. with a bliss? Yeah. But, Scott Drew cheats. All right. But, uh, I mean, I, we can get into this stuff later. But, like, I wonder at what point, because I feel like, well, I knew a lot of Baylor fans. But, like, I feel like they got really cocky really fast. Yes. Like, at what point do they realize, like, oh, yeah, we're still Baylor. <laughs> and then, like, because I'm wondering about, like, Matt Rule, who took the coaching job. And, like, are they – how? How are they going to react to an 0 and 12 or a 1 and 11 or whatever season? Uh, well, they won't get 12 games, will they? They won't go to bowl. Yeah, so, they won't go to a bowl game. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just don't know. I wonder how that's gonna gonna go over. Uh, I feel like you need a lot of time to to deal with that. Um, he'll probably get a little more latitude than like a Tom Herman, but we'll just have to see how that goes. And then there's one other thing I want to ask you guys. It was about the. Uh, did you see any performances? Because we kind of mention it every time about like you know Heisman hopefuls. Uh, oh. I feel like all the talk is about Baker and Lamar. But did you see uh, anything Sam, else? Sam Darnold supposedly went off. I didn't get a chance to watch very much that game, but they said that you know he was just going going off. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad that it's all all you hear talked about is quarterbacks. There's not really any other position that's that's sneaking in there. I mean, I still think that Barkley's a, a good option um, out of Penn State to maybe sneak in there. But um, actually, I mean, if the Ohio State turns it around, that Dobbins guy looks pretty pretty ridiculous. I don't know that freshmen don't really win it though. No. Uh, I, I think they want to give it to a quarterback. And, I mean, unless somebody comes out of the woodwork, I mean, which is pretty much what Lamar Jackson did last year, um, I bet you it's going to be one of those three 
that we've already named, unless somebody goes undefeated that maybe we didn't expect to go undefeated. Um, uh, and maybe that, it's out. It may it could be the Alabama quarterback. I mean, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it could be. So. Well, I feel like there's they're running back in his name Scarborough or something. He's yeah, he's pretty good too. To me, he's just another. Uh, he's just an Alabama back. Like to me, I don't know if they've ever had a back that really like. I guess Ingram was was the best back that I remember them having. Trent Richardson was okay, but I don't know. To me, a lot of their backs just run together. Isn't it? Wasn't Eddie Lacy their back? Yeah, Eddie Lacy was there, and so was Derrick Henry. But to me, like, like I said, they all get you know drafted, and they think they're yeah. going to be sick in the Mark NFL. Ingram. And then I guess you're right, Deshaun. We can just end the podcast there. But I'm just curious if this will be a good conversation. What, what are they saying about? Uh, Stanford. That's one of those games where that I was talking about earlier, where you may look back later in the year and say, like, "Oh, well, losing to USC wasn't that bad of a loss," and like they're actually a re- still yeah. a really good team. I wonder because they kind of fell out. They fell off to like rank nineteen in the in the AP polls and stuff like that. But you know, I wonder how people are viewing them out on the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, that was you know, Stanford's a solid team. You know, they're we're in the conference, obviously. So it was a really great, great win. I was actually going to go to that game, um, but I had gotten tickets to the Texas game instead, and now I'm kicking myself. But um, that's actually a really good game. Um, Stanford, they, they stay still a solid team. USC, they are very hopeful of the USC. And the praises already, you know, for, for, that, for that team to, to kind of, you know, make a run. Um, but you know, Stanford is a solid team. They, you know, it, it's not the Stanford of yesteryear. Um, the, the, I guess the McCaffrey Stafford. Yeah. But um, you know, it's still a really, it's still a really solid team, and they're, they're like I said, they're always right there. So, and it's a bit of a rivalry game, and they have like three really important rivalry games at USC, it's like UCLA, Notre Dame, Stanford. So, since you said you're going to the game, are you, are you going to go to that Texas game or no? Yeah, I might. <laughs> I probably will. I guess on a scale of one of, of zero to a hundred, how shocked would you be if Texas won? Like pulled off the Texas. Upset? Texas had a really good showing. They had a really good showing on um, when was that that they uh, played this past weekend? They played some yeah. weak team, but I, I would say I'd probably be about a eight shocked. No, eight out of ten. Right. Yeah, eight out of ten. I yeah, I would be pretty shocked, but. It's always that just that little tiny little nagging thing that they're actually Texas. I mean, I know what how Deshaun feels about that, but I well, just... like like I like I said, this is what I think. I really think that if if Tom Herman simplified his playbook, I think his playbook was too complex, difficult offense. It takes a little bit a little bit of time to get used to, and I think that if he did that, he might have a chance. I, I don't think that they're gonna make a run in the Big Twelve, but I think that they could still finish in the top half. Shocked. I, mean, I would be shocked because USC is good. I would be shocked for that reason. If if USC is playing in Texas, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I just can't imagine them. I can't imagine a Texas team. I mean, they've done it plenty of times, but just going out there to the West Coast and just getting absolutely embarrassed like that would that would just be terrible. It'd be a long season in Austin if that happens. All right, guys. Uh, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up there this week. Like I said, we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. Um, and uh, maybe we'll actually finally get into a little bit of fantasy football because I know I drafted 
David Johnson with the number one overall pick. So I, I'm going to need some help uh, moving forward. I know Deshaun and Adam have some sleepers uh, for everybody out there. So uh, with that, I guess we'll talk to you guys next time.